Why he fighting fighting this? Why what 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 is his goal? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Yo, welcome back to another episode of the Immigrant Section. It's your boy Bosswap saying thank you for tuning in. As always, thank you for everyone who came out to the shows. In the meantime, let's chill. Christmas is coming up. Shop or don't. A lot of immigrants are listening to this. If you can't afford gifts, remember the gift of friendship. And on that note, <laughs> my guest for today, filmmaker friend, the homie, Mark Corl is back in the studio. What are you saying, doggy? Yo, 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 yo. It's chiller without cameras, huh? Much chiller. Yeah. Yeah, it feels more just like hanging out in a conversation as opposed to... And but, keep the lights off and shit like that. Yeah. You're not checking yourself about what you look like all the time and shit. Yeah. It's that, nice. When the cameras are here, I'm like, uh, I'm always framing up. Like, I'm always like in the middle of my... Even when you're talking, I'm just like, oh, slide slide to the right a little bit. You know, yeah, yeah, be fair. in the middle of the frame. Yeah. I mean, it's hard not to. I think that like cameras are much more imposing than mics. Even though mics should be more imposing because I feel like video without audio is like you can you know what i mean a lot oh, less anything. risky oh yeah than audio you know purely you could say some shit yeah because yeah. your name and it's what you said it's the issues are what you said 100 percent. no yeah, one yeah. is like jumping on the table and pulling their pants down and like swinging their balls around like that <laughs> no one's doing that but they're True. but they're saying stuff like cosby had a point you know exactly, what i mean right. and that's yeah, yeah. and that's what'll take you you know or you're saying like look at fucking kanye west wore a black mask still got <laughs> it's like your face is covered he's like i you can't cancel me for those things my face was covered it's like prove that was me yeah. prove it prove wow. it was me it's like that it was right <laughs> I on am character god. yeah i am god oh, no he didn't actually say that i was just fucking around i don't know but if he did but uh, welcome back, homie. What have you been saying? What's new? Yo, man. Uh, depending on when this comes out, Sunday, I got a screening of my short film, Preacher, with uh, Conrad. I think this might be one of the banked ones for a little bit. I okay, don't know. fair enough then. I don't know if it's going to come out this week. Regardless, the then, I did have a screening. Yeah, how'd it go, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I did have a screening yeah, yeah. With, uh, yeah, with Preacher, that film that, uh, you know, fellow podcaster and, uh, you know, frequent guest of this podcast. Yeah, it came on a couple Conrad episodes ago. Yeah, yeah. Osai Bansu, the Osai Nigerian. Bansu. So I don't know if he was going still with Bansu or not. I, I asked Osai. him. Oh, it is he both? told me, just go Osai. Osai, that's what I thought too, yeah. But something about the Bansu. You know, now that I've been in, in uh, yeah. comedy, I love a hard consonant. You know that's what I mean? true. And two names, like a three-name thing is very artsy. Filmmaker. I was thinking that the other day, yeah. bro. You're gonna. Do you have a middle name? Yeah, but it's Greg. Gregory. Oh, God. It's I know, even Mark it, Gregory it, Corliss. It's, it's, now you're white to the power of three. <laughs> you're right now you're white to the power of Mark Corliss. Corliss, okay. okay. Mark, okay, you're out. Gregory. But Mark Gregory Corliss. Yeah. You know what? It can, you know what? You know you got to go with? M.G. Corliss. That's what you got to go with. M.G. Corliss, yeah. Yes. Mark G, my email is Mark G. Corliss. That's Mark, G. Mark G. Corliss. G. Okay. Mark G. Corliss. Because I think of Mick G. Remember the film director Mick G? No. <laughs> I Charlie's don't know Angels. Said remember, you don't know Charlie's Angels I full do. throttle. Yeah, but see, I'm not <laughs> like you. G? <laughs> I don't remember people. I don't remember the directors. I'm like regular people who just like yeah. know the stars and whatever. The, that's it, if anything. That's okay. That's probably for the best. And it's funny when you talk with producers; they know the producers. They're like, yeah, he, like the Harvey Weinstein. I didn't even know who this guy was, and then you realize <laughs> he like facilitated half the greats. You know what I mean? Define the '90s. Yeah, yeah. Miramax. Yeah. Miramax. That was like he kind of brought American independent movies forward. 
every time I watch an old movie, and Miramax comes on at the beginning. I'm like, oh, well, the worst one is Weinstein Company. Yeah, it's that's just WC not a good look. Like, yeah, that's not bad. Right, yeah, yeah, that's not that's not, not a bad. good look. Yeah, that's not uh, a good look. Hard to hard to cover. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Kanye's like, they're the problem. It's like, okay, relax, relax, <laughs> easy. He's like, please chill, chill out. Did you see the uh, Balenciaga whole thing? Which one was Balenciaga that? Balenciaga no. put like a kid in like fucking. Uh, was it sexual? Like a minute back to. Yeah, it was, it was like sexual. A sexual. It was like kid. a kid in like fucking. What's it called? Like uh, BDSM type shit. Oh no, he was Let, holding a bear that was in BDSM. Isn't that what it was? I don't know. Well, dude, they were, do you I remember think, when H and M did the monkey thing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. It was like it was a black guy with the word monkey on his. No, suit it's or like happy monkey or like monkey fun or something. It didn't just say monkey. Right. It said like monkey for life or something like that yeah like it was just a miscalculation it was two departments that are not talking right it was the monkey department and the casting is obviously going to go with minority True. so clearly there was a disconnect <laughs> that's true and then the pr company just did okay we're saying you know isn't that ca- imagine that email of being like i know we usually focus on diversity but perhaps we should be careful and choices of this specific exactly. campaign Never. using the word monkey yeah that's what i picture but they just, can't they can't like uh directly be like don't get a black person for the monkey one <laughs> you know what I, mean? I think that's that's just gonna eliminate the word monkey they're just like never use that word just get that word out of here i think that because that's see, that, that's, a, that's a risky word it's but it's weird it's like if he was asian or white or fucking hispanic true no one would think twice about it but remember, the remember, fact I actually think that's weirder that it's like, no, no, black, you can't say monkey for black because they people called them monkey or they kind of look like monkey. Like, well, what is, the, <laughs> the, that you know email? what I mean? Don't do that because they kind of look like, I mean, yeah. oh shit, I mean. I mean, oh God, oh God, <laughs> as they're typing. Yeah. I mean, deleting, I mean, uh, you know. Never, Imagine yeah. they started showing live recordings of people's type, even if they backspaced it. Uh, yeah. The fact that you typed it, you're canceled. Don't choose a black kid for the monkey campaign. Yeah. Done. I know. No, that's a, uh, that's just, I, I can't imagine being in that stiff PR, HR, high class world like that. I feel like that's like the highway to doing drugs every day and drinking yourself to death. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like those madmen in the 60s, they were like going hard. They were like not giving a fuck about like their sexism or their racism or whatever, but they were just like hammered all the time. Dude, actually, I think I, I need to bring that back. I read a great book on uh, fucking while I was on tour. I just picked up this random book I got at a library. It said how to. I, I forget what the title is, but it's all about marketing, like the secrets of marketing or whatever. The what fuck. year? What year was it written? Do you know, like twenty fifteen or something like that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's more it, the 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 guy, the executive producer of Mad Men is the author. Oh, they brought shit. him in as like um, an industry expert. And then, so the guy, I never actually watched Mad Men, but. Yeah, I've so, seen a couple. I've seen enough episodes or clips to know what the deal is. I Don Draper, it, cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. The, I, I think it looks cool as the hell. Patriarchy. Yeah. yeah, wearing suits and slapping women in short skirts and stuff like that. It was yeah. a better time. It was a better time for men. It's like, go for you. <laughs> He's like, leave here, nigga. It's like, oh, fuck, I forgot. <laughs> there was other things right. that came with it. Oh, uh, yeah, no. oh, yeah, no, no, no. Leave us be, nigga. We're in a meeting. <laughs> Imagine it says nigga with an A at the end. <laughs> exactly. He invents that right yeah. off the top. Oh, my God. That And so then the black guy leaves and drops an album. <laughs> and it would be in New York. Yeah. And he, a black guy appropriated a white guy's use of yeah, the yeah. word nigga. That's Imagine. right. Well, I mean, the N-word That's wasn't, a Twilight Zone episode right there. Yeah. That would be a... Well, I mean, the, the N-word was invented by white people, wasn't it? Yes. Is it a white person thing? Yes. So the I, white I, people I appropriating it. Okay. All right. 
That's not. That's a joke. That's somewhere. the. That's the <laughs> title of the episode now. White man's opinions on the N word. Exactly. You're like, oh god. You're like, I'm fifty fifty on it. I think you know. You're like, please go with MG Corliss for this. <laughs> exactly. For this title. Yep. By the way, I think that is strong. A- MG Corliss. Yeah. In in the time of, like, let's say, um, the name the focus on diversity inclusion oh, yeah. all those yeah. as far as like just being it's 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 totally flipped when i was in waterloo first year engineering yeah. you have to do co-ops and i remember i'll never forget first year after uh the terms ended and i had to apply for uh jobs i submitted 700 applications that a thing an internal system 700 700 applications and never got one interview jesus yeah well, that, this would have been 20 this is 2010 2010 summer of okay. 2010 and like everyone around me is getting not only interviews, but they got eight interviews. They got, I That's, never got an interview, never got a job. And now I look back at it. It was that Abbas Abdel Wahab. It had to be because all of these other guys were just in high school and they went to engineering. Right. And I had already worked at Best Buy. I had already worked at fast food. I had already done telemarketing. I was already in the military. All that's on my resume. Not right. one interview out of 700. And the only thing it could be in my... 700. Literally 700. 700. That's a lot. Like, you know, 710, 715. Like, wow. not 700 exactly, but like over 700. And I'm like, it has to have been like the... Uh, something yeah. about the name just the, something see, flagged I, it. I could sometimes like get embarrassed if I read a name that I can't pronounce. And then I'm kind of get like... I kind of skip over because I'm like, I don't want to fuck up pronouncing Yeah, but I don't name. have like a Polish... Ukrainian Russian name, mean? you know what I mean? A B B A S A B D E L Abdel. Abdel. It's all phonetic, easy. It's not. It's not an S H Z K. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I feel. I feel like like a uh, like a Middle Eastern or like a like more of like a brown, less white of a name. Like a uh, was it like a uh, Eastern European name. It's kind of okay to fuck up. I'm talking on racism here. You yeah, know no, I mean? no, no, you're, you're like, like a like, Szyzinski. Szyzinski. Yeah. Whatever, who, yeah. who, whatever you Russians do. But yeah. if you're like some white guy and you're kind of like, uh, you know, you're trying to do like, like Mohammed's in yeah. there and you're like, it's well, Mohammed's easy. No, who's but like, having trouble with that? But it'd be, it'd be like multiple names, then a Mohammed might be one of those names. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, you know, it's, you know, a Middle Eastern person or an East African person or whatever it may be. East Africa. So they might just be like, okay, just like, let's not deal with that. But 2010 is also pre-George Zimmerman. It's pre a lot of, it's pre-BLM wasn't even George Zimmerman, Trayvon Martin type oh, thing. Oh, before that. So you're that. saying when Trayvon Martin got killed, I th- there was a mass amount of focus on hiring minorities? Well, I think it wasn't George Zimmerman who killed. The universe works in interesting ways. Didn't BLM come out of that though? Black Lives Matter came out of the that George Zimmerman thing, wasn't it? Like it was, it's not that old of an I don't know if it was, I think it Bo- really came out of George Floyd. It really came, but I mean, it was around but like, before I didn't, that. I kind of like maybe more of an organization. It was very underground, like BLM. I never, I didn't know what BLM. I heard Black Lives Matter. Well, there's that, and it went was more of a sentence, like kind of like a protest statement. Yeah, right? exactly. After George Floyd became it was almost BLM. a business, it became BLM. Yeah, yeah you exactly. Buy t-shirts I even and have stuff. a fucking someone told uh, the car hanging thing. Yeah, yeah. I had one for a while, and yeah, I'm yeah. like, this thing lost its scent. You know? <laughs> this thing now lost it just its smells like the struggle. <laughs> Not a good smell. I took it off, dude. This is not a good smell. I can't have this BLM thing not not work. Yeah, I mean, it has to make a good scent and also be like, yeah. yeah, And then now I'm just like, man, (laughs) if there's that parking attendant deciding whether or not to give me the ticket and no one's around and they see that thing and they're like, fuck it, they write that shit in my mind. So everybody, there would be more of a deterrent because you're like, I'm not a racist. That guy's fine. Yeah, but society's not watching though. 
Oh it's yeah, that's just, true. Okay, you're alone with your prejudices. In your t- <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't trust this. Like someone okay, hits your car and they want to put a note and they see Black Lives Matter. I'm like, yeah, fuck them. <laughs> you <laughs> know what I mean? <laughs> I, think so. I feel like the guilt would drive them to do it more. They'd be like, because then if they did find out, well, think about it. I bet you more white people have that fucking liberal white people have that Black Lives Matter thing than black people. I would bet money on that. Oh, I would say so. I mean, so I, yeah. it's like I walked by one of the protests one time and I saw the the diversity, the mix. Yeah. Yeah, Toronto. Did you watch Neil Brennan's Blocks thing on Netflix? I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he was talking about like... Uh, Writing for like, black people? No, he was like, he's like, it's such a weird time. I'm protesting myself <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> at these protests. I am the problem, you know? I am the issue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I thought that was interesting, the Blocks thing, because it got dramatic. It was like more it like, it was did. more like a monologue, like a One-man show. Yeah, one more of a one-man show than a stand-up bit, you know? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't I, jokes uh, per se. It was like him commenting on his life. But it was so funny. I was like, I'm 48. I'm never married. I'm depressed. I hate myself, but I don't have any kids or any purpose. Like, just like a rich guy just hanging. And it seemed like he was just depressed. Yeah. I mean, he's very depressed. It's yeah. no, it's no. Every time he's on any podcast, I'm a fucking big fan of Neil Brennan. Oh, how can you not be? I'm a big fan of Chappelle show alone. Uh, I want to fucking just meet the guy and be like, bro, you're the shit. Relax. Okay. Yeah. He's like, you yeah, know what I mean? Tell that to my therapist. Yeah, exactly. Like he's tried like 19 different fucking methods of you know when you got a bunch yeah. of money, a bunch of time, and you're just depressed. I mean, the money probably don't help. You know. Well, it's also probably the fact that like he's because everything you know. is purchasable and accessible, which, ironically, I think will actually, uh, you know what I mean, exacerbate. Uh, I well, I mean, you that. can't. Like, you that'll can't. make it worse. Yeah, it'll make well, depression worse. Totally. I mean, you're trying to like fill yourself with material. It probably makes you more lonely. Yeah, I think kind probably of like, the like, most depressed people are like the royal family. Yeah, I think like the end of there will be blood. We just you ever oh, see there'll be blood. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. He's just just rich and he's like, and he's literally shooting it down the hall, just blowing up his own shit because yeah. he doesn't know what to do. Yeah, exactly. You just I can add a touch. But you must isolated. relate to this. Like stand-up comedians always talk about how antisocial being a comedian is. Oh, like it's, dude, to it's, the most. It's very tough to like be a comedian, be make everyone laugh, and then step out and be like, "Hey, I'm a regular person. What's up?" They're like, ah, but when you said that, and you know, and did you?" And On that like, note, what's hey. funny is I finally <laughs> I got to the breaking point. I listened to enough Joe Rogan. I fucking listened to enough LA podcasts where I literally went to the jujitsu gym nearby and I got the application. I have the application right there. Oh, I'm shit, joining yeah. it, bro. You White belt adult. I'm getting that, that. That's not a gi. That's a towel, but it looks oh, okay. like a gi. It does look like a gi. But okay. the, the gi they sell is 200. I think I might try Fair. to find a cheaper one, but like I'm joining it, bro. Because, uh, because nice. of that, exactly what you just said there, you know, is that I podcast one person at a time. Right. I perform on stage and uh, I book an acting thing maybe once a month yeah. show up it's all very fleeting uh, what's the word temporary social experiences and Whereas, it's, all, it's all like a performance too it's all performance sense? too it's, it's hard to like actually get like it a real thing exactly yeah. exactly because you're always the actor there or the stand up there totally or here it's a show right and stand up in particular because stand up has that almost element of he's it's real it's real life you're in a club well, he's I, saying I, things I relate to I, so I like that I, I like that more than the acting on, on that level but right. the problem is the lack of a true human connection because I used to have jobs I used to go work I used to be clock in with the team and even though it sucks it's that depression thing i was telling you about right like if fucking neil brennan worked at best buy in a weird way it would help him a little bit you uh, know it would get to a point where obviously he'd want to quit right but like man 
I definitely, I hated corporate, but I fucking miss the people I work with. I miss, that's the only thing that gets you through is the crew that you got. And when, when two, one or two of the core crew go, that's why I left that company. That was the like impetus of me leaving that and going to California. You had like friends that le- there was like a, like the social aspect. Well, they're gone. like all 20 years older than me. They're all dads. You know right, right, right. But okay. it's like they're the main ping pong squad. We had a ping pong table for years. We played every day. Oh, sick. You know, at this fucking engineering company. That's nice. But like one guy gets a better paying job. He leaves and another guy leaves. And I'm like, yo, this is a sinking ship at this point. At this point, we got bought by a Chinese company. We have Chinese lessons every Friday, Mandarin lessons. Those guys are leaving. It's just becoming oh, a different shit. thing. And I'm just like... It used to get you out of bed like, ah, let's go check in with like, we're in the trenches. That's like camaraderie. There was camaraderie. This, yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally. But then once they start flipping out, you're like, what the, then it really becomes like the stink of not enjoying what you do it becomes unbearable. You know what I mean? And yeah. I miss that. And that's pretty much the basis of fucking joining jujitsu. I read Ricks and Gracie's uh, book. He's, oh, like, yeah. he's like the top. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Gracie the brother, the Gracie family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was like the guy. He yeah, was yeah. undefeated his whole career, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because he, 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 he like invented the ground game, wasn't it? Like uh, UFC, I think there was like I think that's Royce Brazilian jiu-jitsu. That's his family. So he didn't invent it. No, his no, family. no. Okay. Because I know like Roy, Royce Gracie's the big one. Then who was the book you read? His father. I, there's a lot of Gracie's. There's a lot of Gracie's. Yeah, yeah. But they're like the guys who like came in with like a gi. They would like come in like looking like karate guys and they would like get you to the ground and grapple And they, they'll you. beat everybody. Yeah. It like doesn't matter the weight. Out. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter the weight difference, nothing. They'll beat everybody. Yeah, well, jiu-jitsu's technique. It's like all technique. It's, it's all mental. point, technique. Uh, it's not strength. Like boxing's like, okay, how fast and hard can you hit? Exactly, overpowering. Yeah. But boxing's also chess too, so. It uh, is, it is. Oh, there's much more to it, but ultimately I think you need a, you know, there's certain people, like I look at like Jake Paul. He's just got like that knockout punch. Is he a great boxer? Probably not. But if he lands it, he can knock people out. Like yeah. Some people have that knockout hit. And it's just something that you can work on, get strong, get fast. I, I joined a boxing gym. Just one guy, uh, one co- comedian's boyfriend in the scene, uh, he does a boxing gym way in oh, the fucking yeah. East End. Right out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Connor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shout out to Ride Out MMA. Yeah, in yeah. the East End. Check him out, yo. Fucking dope. Yeah. Great classes, everything. Um, great guy. The only reason I, I stopped going is so far from here, bro. One time I went and I loved it. I loved in the, the instruction. Right. The vibe. Oh. A lot of comedians are in it. I was going to say Ed World's doing it. Too. Ed World, Ed World yeah. got me in. He's like, show up, show up, show up. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I did. And uh, dude, like the next time I wanted to go, it's an hour class. The GPS said 45 minute drive. And I'm like, oh, fuck shit. that. Yeah, dude. fair. And 45 back for an hour class. And I just kind of bailed. Yeah, uh, that's fair. That's but fair. I'm like, I need, but I read that book Breathe by Ricks and Gracie, like okay. kind of his memoir and the mm. whole thing about like jujitsu, right? Yeah. Jujitsu, I think is the ultimate, like as far as flexibility of mind, body, everything, that's mm. the ultimate. Boxing is like a, you wrap your thing up, but jujitsu, you don't wrap anything up. You know, you put your gi on, I guess you, you don't even have to have a gi, but like, no, I just like the idea of going to a fucking, and it's five minutes from my house. That's the key part. Right, Five right, minutes right. from my house. It's it's one of the best ones in Toronto. Coincidentally, I just fucking googled it. I was going there either way, but oh, sick! I show up. I already like it. It's like 
very Cause clean. Because what, what is it? Jiu-jitsu. It's funny. My mom is actually a black belt in karate. Shotoken karate. Really? She was a big martial artist my entire life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was she, have you ever seen her fuck anybody up? Oh, yeah. I've seen her spar all the time and stuff like that. And she always Because I started with her when I was like 12. She was like, I don't know, probably in her late 40s at the time. And I was probably 13, 14. And she just wanted to... I can just imagine. I didn't know at the time, but she was just like wanted to just do exercise. But yeah. She just stuck with it. And she's been doing it now for like almost 20 years. God damn. But yeah. She's like, uh, she does it mostly for like exercise and health. And like, I think she's an, she was, she is an engineer. She's an electrical engineer. Yeah. And so she does that as just like a completely physical other thing, but it's also camaraderie. It's also, you know, the thing is about getting like knowing how to hurt people for real is it makes you very humble. Yeah. It makes you become like very kind of like, okay, you appreciate people a lot more because you know what kind of damage you can do. Like my mom is like, you know, I'm not even going for that, dude. Like that's sick. That's, that's the amazing end game of it all. But but the stress, like compared to like, you know, saying stand up being lonely and stuff like that, you kind of gain another sense of confidence and appreciation. It's like, it's like a hundred percent. The main thing I'm going for is to just have a group of people you go linger with and chill with and like get defeated. You know, you're a white belt, right? Totally. Ego. That's like, beautiful ego lesson you know yeah no, get, that's what i think ego's getting just trampled on right and you come out and i and think it's slowly, gonna make everything better i think so as well and you slowly build up this is my mom tells me you slowly because you start off getting decimated 24 7 and then you win one fight and you're like oh shit but then you get decimated against so you never like it's not like the arts where you can kind of just like cash in and you get this huge like you know you make it into a film festival or get something or whatever and you're like oh shit i'm the best like these peaks and valleys martial arts is, and sports maybe generally but maybe not but martial arts in particular you kind of slowly build up so when you're at the top black belt or whatever you're totally you don't have any ego at all because it took you whatever a decade to get there exactly and you know what it's like to get your ass kicked and there's always someone way better than you in real time you know i remember my brother always said that it's like you know it's like fighting is the ultimate sport because you can beat me in a basketball but can you beat me in a fight <laughs> but you yeah. want to fight, huh? He's but like, I can beat you up. Reminds me of a guy I grew up with that was had so many home problems. He was constantly trying to fight everybody. Fight me right now, What's going on, bro? Like, oh yeah, there's always like, the kid. Look, there's always the kid who would be race out, me right now. What? I know. I remember Dartmouth. Race. There was always Dartmouth. There'd always be a kid who would be like out at like midnight with like a shopping cart making havoc. Yeah, know? what's like going 12 on? Twelve year old. Yeah. Like, dude, where's his parents? That's fucking rough. That's <laughs> the saddest shit. This is, but he was like the guy. Who'd be like, yeah. Now he's a jujitsu black belt. Now he's an MMA killing it and his name was Conor McGregor that little that's boy. right and his name was Royce Gracie but uh, I'm amped yeah I'm gonna submit that's exciting, fucking, I'm gonna show up next Tuesday I think I'm gonna start they fucking rape you with the price bro it's like a buck 80 and you gotta sign a, a month and you gotta bu- and you gotta sign a, a one year contract for jujitsu yeah we're talking once a week twice a week you well, can go at infinite times uh, I think you can go six times a week if you want well how does that work is it like there's classes? Because yeah. this is one thing, because I've kind of like circled around boxing myself just as like a health thing. But I'm always like, do I just show up randomly at any time? And then there's other people there who I fight or they're like scheduled No, classes? boxing, it's like a lot of like lessons. With jujitsu, you pair up and you like... But you just show up and you go, hey, you're a jujitsu guy. I'm a jujitsu guy. Hey, you want to... No, you're, I mean, you're part of the thing. You're probably in a curriculum. They see what level you're at and they adjust. There's like world champions at this spot, like okay, fucking word. doing their thing. Yeah. But... Uh, Dude, I just want to go to a place where it's it's so sick to go when you learn when you have zero knowledge of something. It's amazing because yeah. you learn so fast and like because you have zero. You're you're at yeah. You know what I mean. Getting zero to like sixty percent is always like, and then it takes years to get that sixty to like a hundred. Right. Totally. Yeah. So sure. that's the exciting part. Like just go 
meet some fucking people, like battle it out a little bit. Sure. Get, get that little bit of that warrior thing in your life going. That's and, what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, yeah. Peace of mind. Camaraderie. Camaraderie is huge. L- ego. It's just sick on so many levels. And like, I fuck with that book heavy. So I was like, yo, sick. And, and dude, I was listening to fucking Joey Diaz like two episodes ago. He goes, yo, fucking, yo. I guess he, and he's all he's been doing jujitsu for a minute. Yeah. All those guys do jujitsu, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, okay, jujitsu, fuck off, Juj- I get it, jujitsu, fuck all off. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, Anderson Silva, blah blah blah. I read that book and I was like, oh shit, okay, sick, but whatever. But then that last time he was like, he was just talking about how like he had a sick experience at a gym, and I don't know, it was like it was the straw that broke the camel's back for you, for for me, yeah, yeah. especially now that uh, my girl's traveling for two weeks and I'm just here with the dog. That that like. <laughs> That, that sense of like lonely, that all that hit a max level. And right. he mentioned that. I was like, yo, fuck it. Because a while back, I walked by that jujitsu gym. So I knew exactly where it is. Right. You know what I mean? It's yeah, in yeah. my head. I wasn't going to go in, but I know it's right here. It's close. And with the boxing thing, I really enjoyed it. But I was like, that's too far. So it's like, it has to be convenient. I have to be able to walk there. It's true. The it, well, it, it is like a gym. It's like going to the gym. If a gym's like you know a half hour walk, you'll barely go. You barely go. Yeah. So I'm gonna cancel my gym membership at the regular gym because yo, yesterday I showed up at the gym to just gym, and I'm like, man, I fucking I'm so sick of gymming, man. It's, I've been it's gymming a, since I was like, yeah. been gymming for 12 years. Yeah. Just go in. I never have a plan. Everyone's got a book and stuff. I never was like that. I was just like, yeah. what? I haven't squatted in a while. Let's squat, do a little deadlifts. We'll do some pull-ups, some jump rope, and just get the fuck out of here. I'm bored. You know? I know. That's what happens with me all the time, too. It's like I just set a 40-minute timer. Don't lie to me. I'm looking at you. You don't gym, bro. You don't have a gym. I gym. I just shit. do a lot of cardio that's shit like that. Yeah. You don't think I gym? You don't I got a gym, gym in my apartment, actually, right now. But I'm not like you. I don't know what happened with, with you. With the you Bulgarians, got like, huh? You got the fucking like, muscly physique over here. You know what I mean? It's called Making blackness, it. my friend. <laughs> I was just gonna say. Black people come in three ways. What is it? Biggie, Tupac, and Snoop Dogg. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, three that's black people. That's right? hilarious. That's a that's a sick theory. You could actually. <laughs> that's you, not my own, but I've, I've heard that. If you started before. going by MG Corliss, that's right. You might just your body might just change. That's right. MG yeah, yeah. Corliss. What is that? Yeah. I feel like it could be white, but it could be anything else. That's right. And what's the MG stand for? I feel a lot of people go to the gym to get swollen for like vain reasons, vanity reasons. But you just got to keep that keep that heart going. Everyone's only yeah, gonna hit exactly. a treadmill and run for twenty minutes and make sure your heart okay. Your, clears your head out. Yeah, it does. That's all I do. And then it's just I just always like work. You know, I mean, heart disease is just a thing that people will die of the most. I'm not even like, and you know, we'll die one way or another. My thing is more like <laughs> that's very that right. long term. That's long term thinking. That's I don't term. hit the gym for thinking like that. Oh really? I just I always, go like, yo, man, my fucking, I've, I'm in a rut. Oh yeah, you I feel, you do it for I a feel anxious. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, I feel anxious. Enough. I feel a little depressed. I feel blah blah blah. Really? I need to go hit the gym. I just get like some kind of what is it like a, a hypochondriac or something like that where I'm just like, oh shit, is my heart still working? Maybe I'll go run for 20 minutes and see if it. Okay, all right, I'm still alive. What do you do? What speed do you do? Sometimes six. Oh five yeah, five something like that. Oh okay, yeah, you go yeah. light, bro. Light work. That's what I mean. Well, I mean, but like, I'm not in it for the speed, bro. I got nothing yeah. to prove. To I anybody. know, but that's still. I'm not. Yeah, what do I'm you do? I do. I do a steady seven point two. You do a steady seven? That's almost a sprint. Seven point two. That's, that's not a, a job. I'll do that shit for fifteen minutes, bro. Oh really? Okay, yeah. fair enough. I used to do hit, the, a, hit kill a nice two twenty to two fifty cal by the end, bro. Yeah, that's that's fair. the deal, you know. See, I live in a building with a bunch of Hungarians who come down. I thought they were Bulgarians. <laughs> Yo, they just Hungarian. drink in the gym, right? They just drink in the gym. That's right. <laughs> so immigrant, bro. Those <laughs> Europeans, those Eastern Europeans. Oh, by the yeah. way. 
It's not North American shit. It is like some other continent shit coming up. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. God bless them. I got no problem with them. Like, I'll, I'll go there and like run on the treadmill and they're just like sitting on the gym equipment, beer, and then they'll like put it down and go over to the thing and lift up like, you know, whatever, three times 80 pounds and then ching, and then they'll go over, drink some more beer. They're very <laughs> like, okay, whatever. Yo, they're very racist to those people in Switzerland. I remember I used I to visit my friend in, in Switzerland and yeah. they call they call like the Bulgarians, Hungarians, Albanians, they call them shippies there. Okay. I don't know. I, is that, I, I see is, they came with a ship. I don't know what it is, but like my I buddy, I hate That's when like, funny. it was my white buddy too. Oh yeah. <laughs> he fucking goes there and he like adopted the racism. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Well, He's like they're, fucking shippies. I'm like, what? I know they're barely a race. He's like, you, they're always like with their flat brim hats. And he has a flat brim hat. You know what I mean? He's a, he's a Wu-Tang guy. What I'm like, hipster, these hipster fucking uh, Eastern no, Europeans. No, but he was like, he almost adopted, he hung out with some Swiss people, I guess. And okay. like, he felt the contempt they had for these general people. <laughs> and he adopted it so fast. The motherfucker was in Switzerland for a year by the time. Like, we both went to school together, right? That's in so Waterloo. Funny. Yeah. Like, what the fuck's like? I'm never Jesus. going to Sarajevo. Fuck that place. Yeah, like, what the fuck, bro? Yeah. Like, relax. Easy. It, the way that it's like, um, it. I feel like it would be how black people were treated in like 73 75 1975 yeah. 1973 65 yeah. something they're just like kind of like ah, they're fine but it's Seems not my neighborhood not even fine they're yeah. just kind of like there's a contempt a little bit uh, there's like, a little bit of, okay that's interesting i mean in, i'm thinking you of the jeffersons it, yeah <laughs> yeah well whatever year that was 70s 80s yeah like there's was. a contempt Archie bunker shit you can be here but there's a contempt yeah yeah that type of thing now it's all nicely hidden in canada right that's right like, oh, oh yeah wow. yeah yeah Ooh. Well, we got a real problem with natives because that kind of reminds you of like the West with natives. Like if you go to the West, there's like a real contempt for native people. Oh, yeah. Because bro. all the homeless and all the, the uh, issues seem to be stemmed from like native relations or well, it's funny When I went to the Winnipeg Comedy Festival, I'm in Winnipeg and uh, the shirt I was wearing kept fucking the cameras up. So the producers were like, oh, yeah. get him a driver, take him to the mall, get him a new shirt that's good for the camera. And the driver they got me was this guy. Coincidentally, his name was Gunner. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this guy, I'm like, Dude, and at this point, I've been in Winnipeg for like a day or two. And I'm like, what the fuck happened to the city? And he's like, honestly, it's an indigenous problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he didn't even say native. He said indigenous. Uh, That's indigenous. the best part. <laughs> as long these, as you're PC, bro. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> these goddamn Oahano indigenous. <laughs> like like these, very uh, specific. Indigenous people. And by the way, we're on their land and I want to thank them. Yeah, for I want to thank them and acknowledge that this is. As long as that I'm driving Chippewa. on their land. Yeah. But yeah, he told me that like apparently uh, in Winnipeg specifically, I don't know if it's a Manitoba thing or a West thing, the judges have to rule um, sentence. They have to in their sentencing, they have to be mindful of the conditions that someone was raised in. So specifically with the indigenous, there's you know because obviously they got decimated some generations back and oh, they yeah. haven't really like recouped as far as like they lost their uh, culture and you know the whole fucking boarding school and the what was it called? Oh, the residential schools. Residential schools. Oh, yeah. All oh, that yeah. shit. So they stripped them of language, culture, all that stuff. And then like now it's like this like lost kid culturally has a kid. And you know, it's also like, like you have two cultures that like kind of paralleled each other, never actually got together. Like you have this Western kind of idea where like, oh, look, we have commerce and all this kind of stuff. Then you have this like indigenous, almost tribal yeah, community. shaman style. Yeah, whatever spiritual. this was, 17, whatever, before Canada was found. So you have like these Western people are like, oh yeah, we have buildings and you know what I mean? The enlightenment and all this kind of stuff. And then these indigenous people are just like, well, we just live our own way. And then you kind of have this like, this Western kind of takeover. And just kind of, obviously the residential schools. It's weird. It was, it was fucked. I'm just looking at what the aftermath is. And it's fucked up. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's fucked it's, up. Like, it's, well, it's, it's like 
parallel like it's you know yeah that's that's a that's a fucked up situation right there yeah because um, let alone then you got like alcoholism is a massive issue there and oh the yeah you have like le- like the thing is that they get free booze they get free cigarettes and they get free fireworks it's like some trade that they did in whatever 18 whatever it may have been which was like some fucking smart affluent white people were like how do we disrupt them for generations well at the time they were they were like what do you guys clearly, want clearly they know yeah and it's well, like you know they're like give well, us alcohol like what yeah and the guys are like okay they just didn't the white man bring alcohol with them uh no i mean they every drinking right that's why they had no liver that's why like yeah well it's it funny fucked up the indigenous community because they had no like um what's it called they had uh, no like, a, what is it? Stamina or yeah, there, there was a f- I think tolerance. Was a- they had no tolerance in their system. Yeah, for alcohol, like through their livers and whatnot. It's kind of funny because I mean, and this is kind of the the interesting thing because whenever I've looked at like uh, indigenous art or indigenous history and stuff like that, it's so fascinating. But they didn't have an a written tradition at all. It's very it's like a story. We'll tell you the story. Well, it's very oral, but it's also very tactile. So they did a lot of sculpture. That was their main form of like this is who we are. Like you know the, the totem poles, which I think is like a very specific. It's not like a, all indigenous people like totem poles, but a lot of them used sculpture and rock carvings and. Even if you go to like powwows today and whatnot, they do a lot of sewing and a lot of like leather bounding. Their stuff was very tactile. I know, but I'm like, yo, write something down, bro. Which <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but nigga, that's that's the enlightenment down, thing. That's Come like on. that's like printing press. You well, know, Gert was it Gert and Boot and the Gert not Gert. Yo, you sound like you said nine slurs. Oh, no, yeah, right yeah, there. I, was, <laughs> I was like having a stroke there. Treading close, Gutenberg. Gutenberg. Um, the Gutenberg Re- Revolution, Gutenberg, the guy who invented the printing press. Uh, yeah. yeah no, anyway, printing press sixteen, whatever the hell. They he were like just co- copying it by hand. Before. Yeah. He was the guy. Who, yeah, there'd be manuscripts. You'd have one version, and then someone would just pass that around, and then someone would go tell you what they read, versus just printing it all out so you can read it yourself. Which is mm. kind of what destroyed Christianity, right? It was Catholic priests tell you, and then the printing press was invented, and then Protestants were like, "I can read the Bible myself. I'm oh, going to interpret this." Gotcha. And so technology affected that, and that's like something that, like you know. Really, only the West kind of had for a while. China had a version of it that they adapted quickly. But, like, it's funny, Africa, North America, places where they're, like, heavy tribal, they never had a written tradition. It wasn't their thing. But they had a huge visual tactile. I always find that kind of interesting. If you go, like, tribal nations, they were really into touching and groping and kind of dancing. It was, like, a different way of thinking. Yeah, you can't make an iPhone like that, though. No, you can't. That's the problem. (laughs) Well, exactly, right? Is is that good? But who you need iPhone? Why? When you see the stars. Yeah. But it's a, it'd be fascinating to see what they have, what they go down, because it's such a different way of thinking and seeing the world. I remember it's like, because um, I remember back in the day, there's writings about... It's great for your current life, for generational passing of knowledge. It's terrible. So it's like... But it's, the, it's, it's, it's just the like... The growing. Right. So writing and obviously scripture facilitates the, that the next generation ups, ups the ante. Right. We have all of our knowledge is here. You guys add your mm-hmm. knowledge. When you die... The next people see our knowledge, your knowledge, etc. Right? Right. But they're like, fucking feel this thing. And so when you live, you probably have the most primal, proper spiritual life possible. Like their focus was more on like life in your lifetime. Right? Yeah. They're, they're I mean, li- you would argue that, right? Whereas like written is like focusing on uh, posterity. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Tradition. Tradition kind of and like and, and, and passing things forward. Yeah. Well, it's, it's more what do you call it, like conscious, like oh, aware of what you're yeah, doing. Yeah. Like I'm going to die. Someone else will come. This That's is right. to elevate their knowledge. So their ground, their base level is higher than ours. It's whereas true. there it's like, whereas the tribal and like. Well, it's uh, fascinating because there was always this thing about like the West is obsessed with infinity 
They want infinite everything, infinite space, infinite money, infinite knowledge, infinite, you know, go to the moon, infinite everything. Well, that's not the normal human base. Not all civilizations and people were interested in the infinite of everything. A lot of people were like, there's boundaries to things that you shouldn't cross. And that's like an interesting lesson that I think is good for the psychology. Like you're saying like, uh, with like jujitsu, it's like I need some form of discipline. I can't have infinite everything. I need need to find a limit and then kind of work towards it. I think it's healthy for people to do that. I think probably one of the the truest, richest ways to live would probably be a fucking hunter, like full hunter-gatherer. Oh, like hell it's yeah, It's in our baby. DNA, right? Now so we're talking. Like, well, I mean, they're the only ones, I think civilization relies on hunter-gatherers. That's what starts any civilization. Yeah, I mean, they're, ba- they're the like alpha one, version 1.0 type shit, right? Hell yeah, they're the foundation. Gonna- but then the further we get away from it, the more mental health creeps in, right? right. Anxiety, depression. This is why we go run because we used to run through the woods. To you hunt, got that right. right? Yeah. So it's like I need a, I need challenge. Well, people, I, I want to work with my I hands. I want to feel like, oh, yeah. fuck, this guy's going to kill me. Yeah. Ah, you know, I need that fear yeah. to trigger the, the DNA that's built. Because there's, you know, for like what, a million years plus, we we're probably – uh, hunter gatherers. We've just been in this like agricultural thing of Homo sapien for like what? Straight up twenty thousand. They oh. say fifteen thousand years or something. I know. Like I just that. I just watched that Netflix. Graham the ancient Hancock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, now it's like, <laughs> so I'm like twenty thousand. Yeah, yeah. What? Is, when was Egypt? Yeah. But it's interesting. I'm like getting more of that. That's why I think fucking Rogan is going to the next levels of learning archery, hunting, all this thing. Totally. It's like. Work with Embra- your hands. Embracing. I've always loved working with my hands. You know what I mean? Like as right. far as car, woodwork stuff. But I'm talking more like the wilderness type shit. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, it used to be an old remedy, actually, that I remember back in the day. It's like if you're feeling ill, go spend time in the woods. I went into the woods to live deliberately. Yeah. And only. And isn't there a big push now? And then, but the, you can see that there's a huge push. I mean, you know, the what's his name? Liver King. And uh, who's the new? There's like that other guy. like Andrew Tate. <laughs> Andrew Tate, of course. Andrew Tate's like what? Like the fucking <laughs> I don't know if blue he's pill or red pill or whatever the fuck? <laughs> Andrew Tate is like, uh, what is it? Um uh, have a yeah, bit. I'm like, he's like an know. NFT, a human NFT. It's like he no is, one yeah. can explain what the fuck. <laughs> I've never seen him and Pitbull in the same room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> explain that shit, yeah, right? please. But um, but there's like a big push that's like against technology, like ancestral living, liver king. I'm thinking of, and um, Joe Rogan kind of harkens on that. This kind of carnivore diet. This idea of like, there's a lot of talks about like looking into the sun. And one like that's it. just stupidity. No, but I mean not not like opening your eyes and like blinding yourself, but like closing your eyes and like letting your face absorb sun. That's oh, that, gotcha. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. That's but, just getting vitamin D because we're like fucking uh, we're like solar cells. But do I like, do that consciously? Like you know, people just don't really do that that much. People do it all the time, bro. Anytime you see motherfuckers on the side Tanning. of a pool in yeah, a yeah. fucking tan tanning chair but that's people, exactly what they're doing but if they're trying to get color but I mean truly they're getting the same shit but if you like treat it like you know what I mean I have it's like a routine where it's like every morning I wake up and I get the sun in my face as a conscious effort not to like not for any vain reasons but for the fact that it'll help my mental health because if like yeah. the stereotype of being poor mental health is staying inside a lot being hooked up to like electronics like not really being out in the real world which I think people need. A, people are like well. A lot of people are depressed, or uh, they got that cabin fever. They're not leaving the house. Of course not. And yeah. I mean, why would you? It's so addictive to like just be around uh, electronics I, and look at stuff and just scroll and keep going. Oh, I get that, but I'm also like, I get the, the addictive part of electronics. But for me, like being in the house just a little too long, yeah, feels like just entrapment. Like you're just like, I need to at least open the door and step outside to feel like I reset the clock. That's true. Yeah, that's. I fair. mean, I maybe my phone still be in my hand, but mm. I gotta get the fuck out. Like it's like, what six hours max of like 
of getting out there. Six to eight hours of like, I need to step out of this building because I feel like that's a healthy mentality. You know what I mean? I it's not even a it. mentality. It's just like my I get, I get the itches. You know what I mean? No, that, that's I mean yeah. Even yeah. if it's snowing, I gotta go. Fuck! It sucks out here, and then go back in. But yeah. I need to go out and you be like, ah, oh, it's the worst. Okay, go back in. You know? That's true. I always enjoy. It's funny. I always enjoy like if I have to walk home somewhere late at night and it's cold. Because if you walk for like half an hour, you're kind of climatized and you're like feeling good. And then you then then you kind of like anyways. I do, and I'm like, you drive a lot, so maybe you don't understand this, but like you walk. Oh, like, I totally do. You dude. know what I mean? But like you're there, and then you're like you're half an hour in, you're like, man, I could walk for another hour like you get this kind of second stamina oh 100 you just gotta push through that initial body being like it's similar to it's like that in the gym it's like that on the treadmill that's what i'm saying 15 minutes are like pain and then after that you unlock like you could do literally an hour yeah truly it's so weird how the mind is it's that david goggins fucking yeah pain is weakness fucking all that shit and people always talk about like the runner's high and running is a whole other thing. I'm sure like jujitsu and martial arts, there's people. Like I don't that. know yet, but we'll uh, see. But I mean, there's people out there who are like obsessed with running. I know a few people Dude. who like are like, you know, they're like, oh yeah, I ran 30K yesterday morning. I'm I like, know. You ran 30K? What's funny is it destroys their body. You see just how they walk normally. Those, it's true. Those uh, crazy runners, they got a fucked up walk when they're just I gotta check that living. Out. Yeah, yeah. Well, look at how they walk. It's like those marathon guys, they have like a weird walk. Like they... They have different the hips. Gait. Yeah, everything yeah. like has changed. They fucking clock so many kilometers running. But you know that book, Born to Run? You heard this book? I have not. Okay, it's a book called Born to Run. Sounds like the worst book. It's about uh, about running. But it's basically oh, like... Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, newsflash. <laughs> it, <laughs> this just in. But it's... Um, uh, what is it? Um, it kind of makes the case that like the human being is like meant to run because we have like abnormally large lungs and like a big part of like the hunter-gatherer thing was outrunning... Uh, faster animals. Predators, yeah. Well, because predators would run a lot quicker, but then we would just run a lot more. So they would get tired, but we would not be tired. That's like an old oh. thing. And there's a big tribe. I don't know if it's big, but there's like a old tribe. Uh, I don't even know if tribes are right, but there's like a culture in Mexico where these kids are like, all their games are based on running and they run like ultra marathons, like no problem. Just because they grew up and they've kind of formed their whole body to run. And like it's this whole thing about how running is this great thing for humanity and stuff like that. I don't, I don't know if it's true or not. This Dude, is what the book says, and it's a very popular book with runners. I think I the understand. ultimate intelligent group of people are going to have some sort of hybrid life in the future where they're going to actually commit some level to hunter-gatherer style life right. and some to like – I don't know if they have some uh, technology with them at those times, and it'll kind of be like two days on, five days off, like Fort McMurray oil workers. But I <laughs> yeah. really do think that, like, remember that one episode of Rogan where that one guy went and lived with the fucking the, that African tribe? Oh, which one was that? Maybe the I one know. where he's like they hunted the baboons. Okay, shit, I don't know. But he was talking about how like the hunter gatherers, bro. The way that we have like developed no not developed but like atrophied that our 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 perception and all the senses right. it has atrophied to it a level we don't even realize until motherfuckers go and spend some time with these hunter gatherers because yo they're like and the bird says something back to them they're talking with the birds that's intense they're speaking with the that's birds their dope. sense of smell their sense of hearing it's magnitudes higher than ours what's i'm saying you so know I mean, what they say dog sense of smell is a thousand times better than humans it was probably yeah. only a hundred times better than the hunter gathers like we just depend and we don't and obviously i'd rather this life than that life 
You know what I mean? Even though that life may be richer, but I don't want to feel like I could be attacked well, in, by a wolf. But I mean, in, in context of already living this life, but I'd yeah, be curious, of course, in context, I can only do it in context. That's I mean, in context. But I mean, but I, I wonder if they're like, I bet the suicide rate is not that high. No, I, you know without I mean? a doubt, dude. I bet they're like, I, but have I bet purpose. you they're getting eaten by wolves and predators. <laughs> rate is through the roof compared to us. They're like, don't swim in that lake. Yeah. You're gonna die of some disease. My son just got eaten three days ago. Yeah. Oh yeah, fair enough. Okay, we, there was only a leg left, and we we ate the leg. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's fascinating. Times. Yeah, because then you build like technology around to like extend. It's like, well, I you know I build buildings and cars and roads, and I avoid all these things, and I commerce. exactly. So everything atrophies, right? So it's like just the ability to run. That's why I see the value of like the hunt. As you get older, you see, okay, that's the value of like learning to hunt. Like I want by the time I die, yeah, I want. I want to be that old, you know, you know, when those legendary grandpas that can build a house, fix oh, a car, yeah. Yeah. fucking do anything. That's yeah, yeah. what I want to be. Hands you know what like I mean? baseball gloves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why I'm just, I'm just rubbing brick all the time, <laughs> working on them. Calluses. Grabbing stuff out of the oven with an yeah. oven ah, mitt. Yeah, I always respect those people for sure. So I'm, I'm working on the car stuff. You know, I'm slowly but surely learning more about cars and like I've always been into cars, but actually now fixing them myself. You know, I got this beater now and like improving it. I've been fucking fixing it left and right. That's wild, man. It's fucking it's the most satisfying feeling. See, that's like an hour and a half of like cutting yourself and this. Yeah, yeah, but turn it on and you're like a little bit of the hunt. It's like a little bit of that hunt because then you're like, then you succeed and you're like, hell yeah, baby. Hell yeah. It becomes so much more satisfying. When I change the intercooler on the last VW Golf, rest in peace to that VW Golf. <laughs> it's always after I do a dramatic change does the car get totaled. Always. Yeah. But uh. when we took the whole front end off and changed the fucking front end, like the intercooler, yeah. that's like a job, dude. That's a fucking job and a half. Even for a mechanic, that's like... What and... and, and, and well, what's up? Oh, I, was just, I have no idea what inner cooler. What is it? It's like a big, it's the cooling system. It's the big grate that like you put all the coolant through. So then like it expands it. So the air hits it and it loses like the cool. It gets hot right. and then it like expands it through a lot of surface area. Air hits it mm. and it dramatically drops the temperature and it goes back into the engine, absorbs all the heat from the engine. Rinse and repeat that cycle. Uh, okay, so it absorbs okay. the heat from the engine. Right. Hits this expansion place. Gets cold. Up. Yeah. Goes and gets hot again. Right. So that expansion spot, I had a fucking big um, hole. So the coolant kept leaking out. I had to do a big thing. It would have been like a lot of hours from a mechanic at $120 an hour. I was like, I couldn't afford it. Right. So I had to take the stab at it. And we fucking did it. We took like the whole front end off. It looked like, dude, I had pictures up. It looked like fucking Frankenstein. Like up on blocks kind of thing? Yeah. Oh, dude, not just up on blocks, but like the bumper, the lights, the fucking so many components had to come off. And we did it. And you turn it on and everything is good. There's no leaks. And you're like, what? It's like fuck yeah, six to eight hours. I'm like, yeah. But then what's funny is the way I put back the AC line, it was too close to the serpentine belt. So okay. it, it chewed it up. So it cut a hole in the AC line. All the Freon leaked out. Jesus. And that's more expensive to fix than the other thing. But the other thing was a um, if it didn't get fixed, the car couldn't be driven because it has a heat. The car is constantly overheating. The AC is just you living without AC. Right. Okay. So yeah, that's yeah. a fundamental core issue that we fixed. And we fucked up the comfort issue. But hey. That's true. I mean, yeah, yeah, but you're living like you it's triage, 1990. Baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you, yeah, know, yeah. you know, we, we fixed the most important thing, but that's the best, bro. When I turn that shit on, there's like... It's a great feeling to 
I remember achieve. thinking like, I want to go. I, I, I literally, I was like, I want to go and get my fucking girl pregnant right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like my, my body was like, yo, propagate your DNA. Yeah, hell yeah. This I, I know the feeling. cooler changing DNA right here. <laughs> propagate before you die, bro. Propagate. Exactly. Man, fire. Man, wood. Fire. Yeah, wood. Uh, yeah. Baby, child, family. Problem eating. solved. Me. Yeah. Me. Absolutely. Strong. Man, that's true. And I don't, I, I, I would imagine a lot of people who kind of have, you know, mental health, they just never have that feeling. They just never have that feeling of like problem solved, but like a, a, in a way that's like you're using your body and your hands. It's such a good thing. That's why like whenever I'm thinking about like shooting film, film uh, photography or like motion picture stuff, like that, it's so much more tactile and it's become so much more rewarding. Yeah, because it's it finite. And feeling, if you fuck it up, you could just fuck it up. That's right. Yeah, it doesn't have this kind of etheric kind of, I don't know what's going on in the digital world, in the camera, whatever, it just records. But you know exactly what's happening and why it's technically you know, doing it. That's a great feeling because you can understand it fully. It's a good time, man. It's a good time. I'm just, I feel blessed because uh, the first half of my life, the first two-thirds of my life, I was so programmed to fear failure. Oh, yeah. I feared failure. Like I wouldn't attempt something that I wasn't sure I could succeed at. So there was so much shit I was denying myself just because I was like, you know, like in second grade, like if I had the ball, we're playing soccer and like I didn't know if I could score, I'd pass it. Like I don't want to shoot unless I, I can for sure. I don't know about this. You know what I mean? Like that fear of failure type shit. Right. That risk assessment was at the all time high. Exactly. And yeah. I remember the first thing I did myself because even my dad wasn't a handy guy. Like some people, they see their dad fix the sink and shit like that. My dad mm-hmm. would always fucking get a guy. You know what I mean? So like, sure. I, didn't, I never saw someone like taking a stab at something. Mm. It was always like, ah, uh, you know what I mean? So, so I remember in third year university, I had my Nissan Sentra, my first car. And the exact same thing happened to it that happened to this car. Mm. Uh, when I bought this car, the the fan doesn't work on number one, two, and three. Right. Only number four works, and it's super powerful. Yeah, right? yeah. that's the highest thing. Eh? That's the highest. So I remember that's called a blower resistor. It's always under the glove box. It's a resistor that like controls those settings. And I remember ordering it and switching it when I was like twenty. By my, that was the first time like I had to go buy a screwdriver. I didn't have tools and stuff like that. Oh, word. And in the past 10 years, I've just been collecting tools. But that was that moment where I switched it and it worked. And I was like, it almost activated this thing in my head. Like, I can do it myself. Because yeah. I, was, I was so in this theoretical space of like, do good in math, do good in science, engineering. Right. It's all theoretical on paper, tests and shit like that. But this is real. This is like, fix it. I always had a fear like, I'm going to take it apart halfway and I'm going to lose something and it's going to break and then it'll be broken halfway and then I'm fucked and, and then, all yeah, these yeah. fears. Yeah, and right. Bro, when that fucking shit worked. That's a good know. thing to get over, man, because I mean, that helps you in a lot of ways in life. I, would, I think it's like often like for, for me, if I, I never really had a fear of failure because I think I always. Because you're, yeah, it's called white privilege. Uh, it's called <laughs> white privilege because I would, you know, yeah, whatever. That's that Mark Corliss effect right exactly. there. <laughs> MG Corliss though, yo. That's, MG Corliss, that guy gets struggle. Yeah, yeah, that, that yeah. struggle. That guy fucked yeah. up. That's true, yeah. I'm always at these. Always I'd be like, you know, I, I'm a ginger. That's something. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. You're not even. You're brown hair. I'm fuck tr- off. I'm trying to be fuck like, off. my brother's a real ginger. That's so funny. But that's I never funny. really feared failure. <laughs> no, I, I never did. I mean, like, I was always blamed as a kid. Like, I'm the youngest kid. I was always kind of like into jokes and stuff like that. But I never had a like, you know, I would fail all the time. I sucked at school. I didn't really have very many skills. I always kind of really wasn't like this shining star in anywhere. Athletic, intelligent, nothing. Yeah, but if you came home with a C and D, like your life continues. Well, I, I didn't grow up in a way where it's like if you came home with a fucking C or D, it's over. gonna be a very difficult life for you. 
Like it's it's not going to be. Why was that? Was it because like they're just like is because it, is it like immigrants a pass down? No. Well, my dad specifically was such an academic, right? And like my mom was like marks and like you know my mom wasn't like an academic but like you know they they know to fucking value that shit so they would just be like it'd be problems for you if you didn't do well like you could do a b plus and it's like it's so funny because do better but it's like you do get a c or a d and it's like yo because you're literally getting beat well that's right you're literally gonna get your ass whooped yeah well i I knew a few people who had that fear anyway like there's like that fear of like you know because I would get yelled at. People would not be happy with my failures. I would fail all the time. And your te- teachers, they want to hold me back in school. My parents would be like, what are you, dumb? Or what? Like, you know what I mean? I wasn't, it wasn't a happy thing. I just kind of, I don't know, was too ignorant or something to be like, I don't care what you think. Like, it's, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, no, I cared crazy. The, yeah. What you think was the highest value. Yeah, well, it's funny because my brother's a lot like that, too. I think my brother had a little bit more of a fear of kind of judgment. He, or I never, like, he was kind of like... He's half brown. He got, exactly. He's listeners. full ginger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's full red hair. Yeah. But I think, like... Yeah, because he... But because of that, he would get, like, A's and top grades and stuff like that. He was very good in school. But then... Like, like, do you love me now, mama? That's Papa? I mean, yeah, there was, like, there's, like, this reaction to be like, does somebody please... You know what I mean? Am I worthy now? Or I would be like doodling or whatever. Like I just had this, I don't know. I know. I don't I know have, what that is. Independent kind of, I don't really care what other people think. As long as you're not hurting people. Maybe it's the Christian upbringing where they're like, be nice to people and everything else is okay. If yeah. you're not hurtful and mean, you're probably fine in this yeah, life. That's how it works. You know, but if you're like Epstein some, was a good uh, Christian. Was that? No, it wasn't. <laughs> Who was? Epstein went to mass oh, every Sunday. Yeah. Exactly. With a name like Epstein, he was yeah. a great Christian. <laughs> I don't know in both courts. You know what I mean. He diversified with the with with the Lord. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> a little bit in the that. synagogue, a little bit. Like, yeah. I'm a, I'm a half Buddhist, half yeah. Jew. I'll half, step into yeah. a mosque every now and then. Exactly right. Yeah, get yeah. a picture. Yeah, I'll just sit under a bonsai tree and yeah. pray for a second. Hopefully, somebody will forgive me. I wonder what Weinstein's doing right now. Weinstein? Yeah, he's probably working on some appeal <laughs> angles with it's his like lawyer, hanging out with uh, Elvis and fucking who else is still alive? Tupac in Africa somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Tupac is dead, dude. Tupac we is dead. all know he's dead. Oh, yeah. You don't think he's, he's floating around the world somewhere? You think he faked his death? He was like, I'm out. See no, you guys later. I don't think so. You don't think so? Not no, with Elvis. So. Same old thing. I think we were talking about this. Like, if Tupac was still alive, he. At what? Like the money's dried up, dude. I don't actually. Is that he would have like, had to do like I'm a I'm a live tour. <laughs> but is that like exactly at one point you have to you have to no, come out like, of hiding to yeah. fucking you're living in the same standard that you were. He was like, put a hologram of me out there, man. Give me some more money, bro. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way he's alive. Is there a come theory on. that Tupac's still alive? I just made that Hell up. Hell right? yeah. Is there, there really? Is. Okay, yeah, that's hilarious. The seven day theory and yeah, Machiavelli right. and this. He left all the clues, man. He's in Cincinnati. No, he's not. <laughs> he's not in. If he's he's Tupac faked his death, he's not in Ohio. Like no one said that, but like <laughs> he's visiting the Rocker Hall of Fame in Cleveland, it's man. All he's in, in there. Bugs Mansion. <laughs> exactly. Think about look at this. All his lyrics. If you take the a first place, uh, a place for niggas to rest in. No way, way. But he's still releasing music, Tupac. Somehow. A quiet times. I once contemplated suicide. I would have tried, but when I held that knife, all I could see was my mama's eyes. No one knows my struggle. They only see the trouble. Now no one is hard to carry on when no one loves you. Okay. Right there, when no one loves you, loves you, if you break that down, that's a zip code 48613. <laughs> okay. He's in Long Beach. No, <laughs> this is just schizophrenic. He's in Long Beach. I'm telling you, it's just schizophrenic writing all these blog posts of him being alive. Like, none it's, of these it's, people are alive. It's a way to make alive. money. Yeah, it's a way to make money. None of these people are alive. It's like honest. the Bigfoot thing. You know what I mean? It's a way to make money. It's a way to get there, just sell other people and trap them. 
You know what I mean? Ah, Bigfoot's Big alive. Yeah, Bigfoot. Moon, Moon. Bigfoot. You know, there's a lot the of money in conspiracy theories thing. right now. Yeah. You got to bring that Tupac one back. It's a good dollar in the Tupac, I bet. Maybe. It's no. a crazy time. <laughs> you know what I've been noticing like wild on social media? What? Well, the problem is I'm on social media, right? I hate that I'm, I, I, the accounts I follow, they all broadcast the same news. They all say the exact same thing. It's like Six Buzz, Real Toronto News, and like four other accounts. Wow, yeah. They all say the same shit. They're of like course. Brittany Renner, uh, the that WNBA star that's oh, traded yeah. for this. Free. She's freed. You know, they fucking traded her with my, the arms dealer guy. Yeah, and then yeah, I yeah. scroll and it's like, the exact same fucking headline, like in nine times. I'm like, what am I doing? And then it's like, people are now disabling themselves on purpose and saying they're transabled. And I'm oh, like, oh yeah, that's a thing. Oh my god, this trans thing is getting fucking crazy, dude. It's like people. I people wonder, need identity. I think I literally think the way society is going. I think there will be a a, hit, a, a wall where like it. There's gonna be a a trend that is so truly outrageous that it like it is the, the straw that br- it's the powder. It'll blow up the powder keg. And people are like, okay, okay, you know what? Go back to men and women bathrooms. Fuck this shit. People are gonna take down uh, yeah. all gender things and just be like, man, like it's all gonna reverse because we've just been for the last like what has it been like seven years, eight years now? How long With has what? it been? I've just like trans and gender this since Jordan Peterson got canceled. Pretty much is when it started, right? Oh yeah, when Jordan Peterson got famous, yeah, 2016, 2016. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll give it ago. a couple of extra yeah, yeah, sure. years. I think it really picked up heat probably the last five years or so. I think. But now I'm seeing ones like girl but, suing doctor for cutting off healthy breasts as she transitioned right. and sues the doctor. Right. It's like all these cases, all these younger kids that are transitioning that are going to have mental health crisis and health crisis in their 20s when it's like not reversible and all this shit. Yeah, I think it's going to hit a wall where it's just like. Okay, we got a little liberal. It's like San Francisco, super liberal, homeless problem they cannot even address. They cannot even like, it's the homelessness is so crazy there and it's a result of this like very like ah, liberal approach. Yeah, well, I mean, And then I, some sort of staunch mayor's problem. Someone's going to clean up that city some, one day or another. Yeah, well, I, th- I think and it's, it's going to be through aggressive tactics. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, New York is a pretty good example. They did they did it for a bit. I guess New York's getting worse. But it was never. It's never been like San Francisco. At least in yeah, my I've never been in to my San Francisco. knowledge. It's like. Uh, but I know there's a lot of homeless people around everywhere. I just think it's it's because different in San Francisco. You have like there's um, an autonomy to it. Oh, what is it like? What do you mean? There's like they're just a, it's like another society. That's it's like another like, culture. Like if you're homeless, you're kind of like there's like a. It's this, a society. It's like a whole other class. People don't even make eye contact with. Don't look at. Don't see someone. Ah, someone's shitting. Someone's like stabbing themselves. Right. People are just walking by like avocado toast. You know what yeah, I mean? like, right. Right. Kind of no one's even looking. Very Van- much like Van- East Hastings, yeah. but East Hastings. But there, it's nowhere else. In Vancouver, it's like you have East Hastings, which is like a. Like but it's a, a long road, though. It's a long road, but it's like a heroin strip. You're like. Well, mattresses. really, last time I was there anyway. Well, the in in uh, in San Francisco, it's the Tenderloin that's like that. But downtown San Francisco is rough in general. But the Tenderloin specifically is their East Hastings. Right. Okay. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like right. re- remember when Chappelle comes on for what it's worth, and he goes, "The Tenderloin, shit. There's nothing tender about that, that motherfucker. Fuck it. That shit was rough. The opposite <laughs> of tender. I've never seen crack smoke so casually before. That was yeah, a, yeah, a, right. Because he filmed that shit in San Fran. San Francisco, yeah, that's that's. But I think it's also because, like you're saying, there's like that whole kind of there's like a whole echelon of society that wants to do good, but their their virtue is victim victimhood. So like being a victim is a virtue, and I think that if you're 
of like there's like this sympathetic thing. The thing is that mentality hates crudity. If you're crude and curse and offensive and what most poor people are, they just throw that to the wayside. There needs to be like a balance between kind of caring for like people who are downtrodden, like kind of being like, you know, this is kind of like the whole trans thing in like any identity politics really. It's what party you uh, represents a grievance and then exploit that. Gotcha. Versus um, you know, which I guess Chappelle's is, whole thing is like, to what degree do I have to participate in your self-image? That's what I mean, yeah. But not only that, it's like I feel like we're moving towards like inevitably with globalism. It's like you become this one-world order. Like people are going to have to get along. There's no longer this idea of like, well, that country's far away. China's far away. It's like it's not that far away. All of our shit is made there. It's in our country, so we have to get along with it. There has to be some kind of understanding because there's no way you're going to pull that out now. There's no way, like, with the econ- economics and people sharing all these, like, different, like, it's like the world's becoming, like, a small village, as they say. Global village. Have you heard that term? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Marshall McLuhan. In the, in the time of globalization. In the global globalization. So, I mean, what's what's the result? You can you think you're going to go back? No, you're no, reverse? I don't. But do, I do think that, to some degree, yes. Star Trek shit. To some you know degree, I mean? yes. You think 100%. You, you think we're going to reverse? I actually think that, like, uh, I don't actually, like, I don't, there's, like, racial... Uh, tensions right. haven't only become better. You can't, it's not a linear trend of like, since the time of slavery, it's only become better. It's well, up and down. It's, well, I think a, you know lot I mean? of people, a lot of people just don't understand the history of race in their given countries. Like people just don't understand what happened. But even understanding it isn't like enough to, to like, give what's you the a daily like, thing. Was it slavery 1860 something kind of? And then all of a sudden Jim Crow was 1930. What happened between 1860? And the heat of Black Lives Matter things was things were weird. Yeah. Like Oh from, no, I think a lot of people of lost black their guy, mind. Like, yeah, June 2020, everybody lost their mind. Like it was insane. The black squares. It's not all like things are only just getting better. Things they sometimes get better and sometimes they get worse. And I think right now, as we're seeing with the uh, gender politics and identity politics, like you're saying, yeah, it's just running rampant. Well, it's and be- they're like anything we propose must be adopted by society as a whole. Yeah, and it's like you know, representing the one percent. There's like a huge megaphone, and it's like at one point everyone's like, yeah, yeah. But how do you deal with? How quickly did we add? How quickly did Instagram put on pronouns as part of the fucking base in your profile of Instagram? Yeah, well, that's pronouns. That's, totally. How quickly did that happen? But that's but, what blew my mind. I'm like, that adoption so fast. Yeah, is happening on a mass scale, and it's like the next one will adopt it. The next one, but then one of them will come. That's going to be so ridiculous that people are going to be like in mass. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I think before that, I think you have to deal with the paradoxes that are apparent. Like, there's a, so many paradoxes in like virtue signaling. It's like you can't have it all. Like, for example, like say, like I remember one time I got in an argument with somebody because I was like, they were like, could you date a trans woman? Could you date some a woman? You know? Um, and I was like, oh, I don't know. And they were like, well, that's trans. Trans-phobic. That's transphobic. Yeah. And I was like, well, why is that transphobic? Because of social, the way you were raised to think that way was such and such a thing. And I'm saying, that's the exact same argument that Christians have for reversing gay people. It's like the society that brought you up, you can change what you're attracted to. It's the same argument. Gotcha. So that's a They're paradox. Like, no, that that's is, different. That's different. Exactly. And you go, it's not different. That's that's a paradox you have to reconcile with and you have to like, understand no, that. You're yeah. just transphobic. You're exactly. just, you hate black people too. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. And you're, uh, you're you racist. Know, you're, and you're ableist phobic now too. Like, you have oh, a ramp in off. your, you have an elevator in your building or whatever. 
So I think there's, I think before there's going to be this extreme thing, because I think there already is like, you know, anything can happen that will happen. You know, I mean, you can even flip the abortion argument into there. Like it's a pretty hard argument right there. Like people who on the abortion argument, it's like they're stuck in their sides and they're not moving. And that is a tough argument. I feel like with race or trans or gender, I don't get that. Why people have all these opinions, unless you're a chick, why do you have an opinion on an abortion? It's like, well, I, I give up. I'm not talking about you specifically. No, no, I'm I know what you mean. All these motherfucking dudes and whatever the fuck other, yeah. you know what I mean? That have these opinions. If you cannot biologically form a ch- child in your body, don't talk. Don't fuck. What do you? Who cares? No, I, I, Why I actually are you completely involved? agree. I think it is a. It is a. This is the thing because the trans conversation comes. And you're like, imagine women this? were like, imagine when you jerk off. There was like a debate of should you save your semen or should you jerk off in a paper towel and women were like paper towel and other women were like save it you know what i mean yeah You're like, right fuck off don't worry about it you know what i mean so, oh, I, mean, I the agree. guys I can debate so. it if you can do it let's debate it if you have no fucking thing in it i get it like but it, fundamentally it comes down to the question of like should mothers be able to kill their own kids it's a fucking tough ass question in certain societies. hundred percent and the history of humanity i don't been get, able to do that i don't get the fucking conversation i, I mean people have been aborting I get Forever. the con- I get the, the coat hanger things before that the stairway. Wow. There's been probably getting rid of unwanted pregnancies. Yeah. has been a thing for thousands of years. Oh, I promise you that. Hell I yeah. promise you that. No question. You know what there. I mean? But so and, it's like, and that that's that's I mean that's a conversation that's like as as like uh, nuclear as it gets. You know, but like I said, I, I, that's one of the conversations I see that's like most kind of heel dug. And I mean, conservatives are like it's killing someone. That's what it is. It's murder. And then the other people go, my body, my choice. And you go, okay, fair enough. It is your body. It is your choice. It's like if you smoke cigarettes, it's like you're killing yourself. It's like, yeah, I'm allowed to. Or if you drink alcohol, well, it's hurting yourself. Yeah, I'm allowed to. But you're right. It is hurting myself. Well, but they, I'm allowed to. If anything, if there's any yeah, argument, right. they should ask scientists, when is the exact point of consciousness that but that's a fetus a philo- that, That's a philosophical no, it's question. scientific. But I mean, you can say that like... When does life begin? What is the value of life? Because you kind of talking about value here for a sec. I'm saying killing consciousness, right? So it's like you can get rid of a tumor. So why are we fucking? What about about a benign tumor that is from your body? Right. That's not gonna kill you per se. That's you can get rid of that. I mean, a fucking if you conceive the little uh, what is it called? Uh, Thigh goat or whatever the fuck it's called. That shit. We'll just think of it as a tumor. But consider collection of cells. Consider say say you have someone who's in a coma. And you can kind of understand. This is like a, this is like a bit of a, a red pilled conservative talking point, but um, not to say that. Would well, now like to this. welcome Andrew Tate. Andrew, exactly right. Your yeah. thoughts on this? Ben Shapiro, please come this way. But if you had someone like in a coma and they weren't conscious, but they were going to come out of that coma in nine months, would you just kill them? But they're not conscious, and if they if you die, they're not going to know. But in nine months, they're going to come well, out of that. They're unconscious though. That's what I mean. They're, they're uncon- unconscious and their brain is working. Exactly. Right. So they have consciousness that is unconscious. But that's. But you just. But I'm just saying that. What if you have a clump of cells that is unconscious but will become something? But just because conscious is like, if I'm only playing devil's advocate so here. By the let's way, let's say I'm <laughs> sleeping in a bed. I'm not conscious, but that's a living person right. with consciousness. That that's is right. That the subconscious is working. Yeah. Yeah. So if you say this, they have no brain subconscious activity. Fucking end them, bro. They're done. That's a vegetable. But they like, will. But why would they? Well, What's going to happen in nine months? The if you, if your brain I'm, activity I'm, doesn't I'm come kinda, back like that. But I'm making like a analogy like a for like a baby, like a hypothetical analogy for like being pregnant. Like if you if you abort a baby, well, here's the thing: you already top. got papers. You already got like you already have your. 
birth certificate. So that becomes an administrative thing of they got to let you go nine months. Uh, yeah, that, well, right? but, but that's, but that's, that's the get, abortion because it's like a philosophical question, right? Like what is the value of life really, you know, in, you know. You get knocked up. You have sex on Sunday. Right. You find out your girl said, <laughs> on Sunday, your girl, yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, the Lord's fu- Day. Yeah, yeah, Everyone fu- fucks on the Lord's yeah, Day. Yeah, yeah, Wednesday, yeah. find out she's pregnant. Yeah. Thursday, she wants an abortion. Right. For someone to be like, that is a living thing inside you. You can't have it. There's not, there's like just the cells have activated the process. It's like, but in nine months, it will be a person. Yes. Right. Yes. So that is ending that theoretical life. Just like if theoretical life, that's pretty much what it is at that point. It could be a stillborn. No, true. true, Totally. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I mean, do you get charged for manslaughter if it's a miscarriage? Oh, I mean, was it in the States? They just passed that Roe v. Wade. The really, was it the Roe v. Wade? The Texas one? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're like, they'll charge you with manslaughter. It's stupid. It doesn't, I mean, it's just, well, the question is, is is, there's that child. Well, there's that child must be born and it must be what the fuck. Yeah. I don't think it is always the people that are. Uh, pro what's the George death sentence what's, what's the, the irony uh, of it, right what's the uh, what's that great George Carlin bit where he goes you ever notice how people protesting abortion are people you wouldn't want to fuck anyway yeah he <laughs> opened the special with that line that's <laughs> a great goes, calm down calm down everybody shut up like yeah. the, everyone's applauding him coming out he goes calm down calm down isn't it funny how everyone in an abortion uh, protest is somebody you wouldn't want to fuck anyway um, pretty Bro, bold the, stuff uh, but um it's a uh, yeah, that, that's a ooh, that's a tough that's yeah, a, that's a hot fire, baby. People fucking I. But the, the real I question I think is what is the fear of having kids and people? You know, what I mean, that's that's a question to have because I think for a long time, it's a humanity, time financial investment. That's what I mean. I mean, it's like it's a massive. I mean, to, but for to, so long, people never thought of that, and they were much poorer. Like abortion wasn't really much of a question because people were closer to we're converging away from animals. We were right. as time goes on, we're getting away from just the animal directives of be born, right. procreate, and die. Yeah, yeah Now yeah. we're having all these fucking branches of what is what is it to live existence and well, stuff. Well, this is like philosophy, that, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but back in the day, we were much closer to what how a lion or a hyena is. Yeah, fucking wake up. Fuck, feed your family you right. fuck yeah. there's no fucking contraception nothing whatever baby you end up with you end up with you have it you raise it no mm. one's paying attention to the kid no one's whatever the fuck and the kids like, kind of raise themselves I think for a long time like families yeah, the oldest kids raise the youngest yeah. kids like I look at my mom's generation my mom has five siblings and yeah. like her grandparents had like six siblings yeah and they would just raise themselves I had five my dad had five yeah, yeah. I only had whatever one. the fuck yeah yeah, yeah. But like, I it's funny how like, what's that? <laughs> the white privilege, what? exactly. What? Right. what was that? The white, the, uh, yeah. White people don't have much kids. That's so funny. I, uh, I saw some comedian who's like, why don't white people have cousins? And I'm like, well, white people are Catholic. You know that, right? Like Wait, why, why do white people have cousins? Why don't they have cousins? They do have cousins. That's what I mean. Yeah. I they saw, just have I saw smaller a, families. I don't know, man. Catholics? Yeah, Catholics so have Catholics, like 12 Mormons, kids. Not now. Not now, no, Maybe of course not 60s. now. No, no, but no one in the West. Like Nobody, like, dude, like birth rate. Nobody in the West in the last. The 30 most years. I've met that's like my age has eight siblings, and I was like, God damn. Born here, I or in, not in, born here. I just mean like no. Western Europe or like North. Like I'm, I'm speaking mostly for like the North American mentality, the over technically over, you know, exposed. To yeah, that whole world. Yeah, um, I don't think many people in like Europe and North America are having that many kids. It's kind of almost like a shameful. This anti-humanist or oh, anti-natalist. It's almost I mean, like shameful it be. to have. I mean, unless you live on a farm that you're trying to fucking, unless you you have a startup that you're fucking birthing employees. You know what I mean? Oh, I see. Partner, they're like partners. Partners. <laughs> yeah, they have Everyone, equal they had, say. They, they all have vesting. They yeah. will, all of their fucking chairs will vest. It's like give them a little suit and a little cup of coffee for his milk. To Dude, contribute. The other day, I don't know. Do you ever get like a um, an oddly? I saw. I, I totally forget what I saw, but like I had like 
I, it felt in my gut oddly accurate look into the future of a couple hundred years. Like I just played it out of like colonization on the moon, Mars, um, the genetic superpowers, people becoming kind of super, the rich kind of becoming superhumans, choosing the eye color of the kid they want. The kids right. don't get cancer. They're going stronger. The all that. So, well, going to the moon is easy, but I'm talking about the moon becomes like a theme park. And then all of like the people that can't, afford to leave the like really polluted places like beijing in 200 years what do you think it'll be you know what i mean true well like, I, I think that like, people like, are gas yeah. masks when you leave the house you know what i mean yeah like, that's like wally yeah people are leaving earth the rich have like summer homes in mars i don't know i forget what i thought but it was yeah, like yeah. I, the conclusion it felt so fucking like like a moment of clairvoyance yeah truly yeah, yeah. truly i was just walking i was like whoa i was like fuck i should write that down or some shit like but it was so vast it was like a trip, like I was tripping or something. It was so vast. Oh, that's fascinating, like, actually. I was like, whoa, that was fucking... Like, I just... And I pictured it all from the point of view of one person, like a couple hundred years from now. Like, like, okay, like someone like um, a slum person, 250 years from now. Yeah, right, like someone in the poorer side. Exactly. Just kind of looking up. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm super curious to see what, what's going to happen because I feel like... Because this is an interesting topic because I've... Like with, with space travel, I feel like space travel, I'm not as enthusiastic as many, many people I know. Most people I know are like really interested, like, oh yeah, we got to go to Mars, got to get into space. Like it's cool. Elon Musk's all that stuff. NASA, it's great. We should get out there. Well, I'm a little bit kind of like, I feel like that's a very expensive thing that could go other places. Like I feel like you could oh, use that, that money like to not just go off into space and just go like, hey, this is cool. All right. Hey, all right. See ya. Versus yeah. like, what's going on in the ocean? That's a curiosity I have. What's the center of the earth all about? We don't know anything about that shit. Well, we have some ideas, but like that. We have some ideas, but like like we have some ideas. But there's the- no refuge. If a meteor is coming, we can't take refuge in the ocean. We can't take refuge in the center of the earth. That's the kind of idea is that well, the meteor those thing. other planetary bodies are plan B. That's, that's the big thing. So I don't personally give a fuck about them, right. but I really want to know as my life continues that some space obsessed motherfuckers are looking into it. That's yeah, all yeah. I care about. I, I couldn't care less. And I want to see space before I die. Just go into space. You know, yeah, that'd be wild. It'll be like the drop zone by the time we're like 80. It'll be like, <laughs> bro, it'll be like a, a fucking $2,600 in like current money. Yeah, like yeah. $2,600. It'll be like going to Cancun. You're going to fucking space instead. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I see what you're They're going to make it very like... They're trying to offer that now anyway, aren't they? Yeah, but it's like 50 grand. You go up or... Maybe they keep driving the price down, but it's right, like you go course. up, you look around, you come back down. Well, I heard that Tom Cruise is going to shoot his new movie in space. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I'm not kidding you. That's the rumor. And I don't know if there's anything shot, but yeah, he wants to go up and shoot stuff because he did. Is was it the Mission Impossible? Yeah, Scientology's movie? nuts, bro. <laughs> I know exactly right. Oh yeah, Tom Cruise is. I don't know who's keeping up with who. Tom Cruise is keeping up with Scientology. Scientology is keeping like up with Tom Cruise. It's gonna be like a fucking three billion dollar like budget. Actually, SpaceX will probably handle the whole thing just to make it or feasible. I, I feel like also Tom Cruise is gonna just like it, be like, cut my paycheck. I'm just addicted to the dr- adrenaline. Yeah, like, don't yeah, pay yeah me, he really baby. is. Let's go. Right. Well, his last thing, whole he, thing he did that. What's that? The, the mega drop or whatever it was called. The ultimate drop in Mission Impossible. It's the highest um, uh, this this jump you can do. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. And he puts like on the like stratosphere. A, yeah, like a space helmet yeah. on, and like him in the camera, and they had to train. <laughs> 
like uh, these astronaut people to like operate cameras as opposed to the other way around. He's like, yeah, see, guys, you guys are funny. I remember yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yo, yeah. this guy's a fucking junkie, yeah. man. Yeah, totally. Sure. Yeah. What mean the fucking that uh, was it? The Top Gun thing. Like, there's no like very little computer effects. That's him like driving like feet away from each other, top speed. Dude, I know. It's like, like you can jets. see it. It's like he's you're like, just, dude, why don't you chill, bro? Yeah, but he's like, fucking. Yes, that yeah. was such a good movie, goddamn. But that's the next step. Right? I want Obviously, more. more. That's what I'm saying. That's why Tom Cruise like the next step has to. I really hope. You know, it's an odd thing to hope, but I really hope he does, you know, out of all the ways to die in this life, die he'd be this. fucking sick to do it in the final, to die in the stunt in the final scene after they got the shot and he's just trying to get another one. So the movie still comes out. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's no, just that's, I mean, that's probably the way he wants to go, right? I guess you're right. Yeah. What, do you want to die of cancer, of diabetes? They take a foot. The yeah, operation true. goes wrong. He dies. Fuck that shit. Yeah, that's fair. In that's space, a- he'll be like... <laughs> the next thing 10 years from now then he's like we're gonna film it close to the sun yeah, yeah <laughs> they yeah. just melt yeah, exactly. we're going into the sun <laughs> yeah okay because I feel like it's like if Warner Tom Brothers Cruise, is like uh, okay Tom like, well it's a battle between um, James Cameron and Tom Cruise because James Cameron's going into the water and Tom Cruise is going out into space and it's like these are the two guys because all the new Avatar movies, right? They're all water-based. Oh, no way. And James Cameron is like obsessed with the ocean. He's like kind of like an astronaut, but for the water, or whatever that is. I mean, the Diver. ocean is pretty much space. It's right? also space. Yeah, we have no idea what yeah. the hell's going on like the middle of the ocean. It's insane. Um, That's a curiosity I have, though, because I want to know what kind of freaky-ass animals are going on like in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. What the yeah. hell's down I don't there think like they would, six I, miles? I think they're just going up because it's the pressure so high. I think they're going to be tiny, interesting creatures. Yeah, but I don't they see them being light. giant. Like bioluminescence. I know, but like I don't that. see it's them. There's not going to be any blue whales down there. There's no, no, not no. going to be any like, that's what we care about. We care about the big stuff. But Let's I, be honest. Uh, yeah, right? Fair enough. Fair there's going to be some coral that that solves cancer or, or like, yeah, there's not okay. going to be some cool animals like the way we're thinking. I just think you go down there and you kind of find this like other human race who is like, we've been no, down dude. here forever. We've yeah, exactly. <laughs> bottom people, bottom people. They speak like, English somehow. Kill them all. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, let's fucking wrap this bitch up. Uh, huh? word. There Yo, you go. Let's go smoke this joint. Okay, word. got to take a piss. Um, tell the people where they can find you, bro. I mean, the shit oh. probably came out, but is Preacher going to be airing anywhere else or is it going to be? Uh, it's just on my Instagram. I don't know if you'll tag it or whatever, but... No, I will tag your Instagram. I don't know man. what there is to find, man. Watch great movies. I wanted to talk a little bit more about movies, but watch good movies, man. That's all I, I want to tell people. Well, every time we talk Consume. about movies, this was the first non-movie one. I know, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. We sacrificed the uh, uh, movies. I think the last abortion. one was called "Great Movies to Watch." <laughs> yeah. So it's like, this I kind of want to get a list. The Life of Hunter Gatherer. Yeah, exactly. Like, right, that's right. But yeah, um, uh, yeah, Instagram, whatever, YouTube. What's your uh, handle? Kalakabu. K A L A K. Why the fuck is it that? By the way, that oh well, uh, when I was like in junior high, a friend of mine and myself just like created this imaginary world called Calicaboo. And it was just like a creative outlet. And it just was my handle throughout my entire life, whether it be video games or anything. Who was the mayor of Calicaboo? I was the mayor of Calicaboo. Naturally, yes. It was so funny because a good friend, but he was like stark Christian too. He's like, and in this world, no one has sex. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> like hey, uh, stop trying to bring that shit here, bro. Yeah, stop overlapping. Like, trying to bring yeah. in this like harsh cathol. Anyways, but yeah, there was just that. And so it's just a handle that I always kept because no one ever takes it. It's always yeah. available. Because uh, it's nonsense. Because <laughs> it's a random piece of gibberish. Welcome to adulthood. Pay your fucking taxes, bro. <laughs> Calcaboo is nothing. Yo, <laughs> as always, scroll below. You'll find <laughs> the man's Instagram there. Uh, from my end, if you're in Ottawa or Kitchener or Thunder Bay, we'll be coming in January 20th, 21st, 
and 2728 tickets at com. Support the show directly at Patreon. And uh, thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Until next time, your homie, thanks for coming on. Yeah, yeah, word. Let's do it. Yo, until All next right. time, thanks for tuning in. It's your boy, Boss Swap, signing out. Peace. Uh-huh.